This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. They testified before Congress, doctors testifying before Congress, that the actions of America's medical associations and our medical leaders, including Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, the CDC, the FDA, all of them were complicit in playing God. That's what they concluded. They're playing God and have been playing God. So today on Viewpoint, we're going to take a look at what that means. We're going to take a look at the information that was available that was restricted purposely from your eyes, from your ears, from the eyes and ears of the American public and from the world. And from the world that has created a situation that is so vast and continuing in its vastness to actually have reached the crematoriums. That's right, the embalmers at the crematoriums, they say, surveys now of professional embalmers in the past two years have revealed phenomena that most people would rather not talk about. In a survey of more than 70% Excuse me, in a survey, more than 70% of the embalmers that were service, uh, surveyed reported finding strange, fibrous, white blood clots in significant percentages in corpses in the year 2023. That's the year last passed. The clots were not being found prior to COVID pandemic. A recent survey of 269 embalmers across four major countries and three continents Embalmers said they rarely encounter these types of blood clots that they're finding today. After the vaccine rollout, a similar survey conducted in late 2022 revealed that 66% of embalmers began finding the unusual clots in mid-2021, suggesting a temporal link to the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, which began earlier that year. The 2022 and 2023 embalmer surveys demonstrate largely consistent findings of strange blood clotting phenomena beginning in the middle of 2021 and continuing through today. Dr. Hirschman said he began seeing clots early in 2021 and to this day continues to see them in about half of the bodies he embalms. Half of them. Nearly 80% of survey respondents, that is the embalmers, indicated microclotting in 25% of cadavers on average. Some embalmers saw these clots in a much higher percentage of corpses. This microclotting was seen was seen very rarely, less than 5% in corpses prior to the vaccine rollouts. Embalmers reported an overall increase in all types of clotting in all age groups, but especially ages 36 and up. It echoes the data from insurance industry trends showing increased data benefit payouts for younger people. 
The embalmer said, I have been an embalmer for 23 years. And in my first 20 years of experience, I had never seen clots like these. Well, we don't want to talk about clots in corpses. But they didn't become corpses until they died from the vaccine. Or large percentages of the people died from the effects of the so-called vaccine, which the CDC had to admit was not actually a vaccine, and so they had to redefine the meaning or definition of a vaccine in order to, with a straight face, continue to call them vaccines because, as they admitted, a vaccine is designed for two purposes. One, to prevent catching the virus, and number two, to prevent transmitting it. And they admitted that these COVID jabs did neither of those things. So incredible was the admission that Dr. Burks, Deborah Burks, who appeared with Dr. Fauci early on on television over and over and over again, then wrote a book that came out last year, and she testified, as you could say, stated on national television that she never believed that those jabs would prevent transmission or keep you from getting the virus. That the only purpose from her perspective was to lessen the overall effect. Are you listening? You're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends, and here on this program we dare to say things that others will not say because they fear different aspects of life. I don't have any financial connection to anybody here other than our listeners. Therefore, we don't, know, we don't fear. We don't fear what uh, corporations can do. We don't fear because they can't cut off our funds. We don't receive any funds from corporations or businesses or anyone else in that regard. We trust the Lord and he trusts you. And that's how we stay on the air. That's why we're able to talk about something like this with a degree of boldness and honesty of heart. Now, first of all, let me just say this. I don't have a dog in this fight or a dog in this hunt, so to speak. I don't have that. I didn't take the vaccine and wouldn't even think about taking it. Because from the very get-go, it was not to be trusted. It was just totally experimental and still is. So anyone who would cast their care, their total care and hope for the future upon something that was immediately created and had no history of proof as to its efficacy or safety, and there was no promise, no actual promise, that it was even good for what it said it was good for. Why would you want to take that kind of a risk? I'll tell you why people were. Fear. And the Bible says fear has torment. I want you to consider that when you consider what the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 13 and 14 about something that is far more fearful than a COVID virus that will be perpetrated by a global government 
to compel every man, woman, and child to take whatever this infamous mark is, called the mark of the beast, without which you will not be able to buy or sell. In other words, you'll not be able to conduct any business for food, for shelter, for gasoline, for cars, for whatever. Now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? If you so easily submitted to that which was untested and without any reasonable promise that had tremendous risks, now what are you going to do? Just ask it. Now what will you do? Maybe in the next few years, you could be facing that question, that issue. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint, friends. Today we're dealing with the COVID jab issue in ways perhaps you may not have heard. Now, we've done a number of programs in the past, and today we're not going to duplicate anything from the past. Everything that we're going to share with you is new. 30 days new and some 30 hours new. A journalist, a sports journalism gentleman who tried to cancel an unvaxxed tennis star has now collapsed and died suddenly. And nobody but nobody will say what his cause of death was. The sports journalism community mourning the sudden death of Mike Dixon, a respected writer for the Daily Mail. He was in Melbourne, Australia, to cover the Australian Open tennis match and collapsed and died shortly after his, before his 60th birthday. He gained attention for his critical views on the famous tennis player Novak uh, Djokovic uh, and his stance on the COVID-19 vaccine. Dixon not only challenged Djokovic's decisions but also highlighted the potential implications for his legacy and public image. In one piece, this reporter said, Novak Djokovic could ruin his chances to become the big guy by refusing to take the vaccine. It's a strange hill to die on for a player who is so desperate to be loved, he said. Then again, he penned another article. Why is the world number one, the world number one tennis player, so adamant about not getting the vaccine? And more importantly, what happens now? And then when Dukovic faced heckling from an audience urging him to get vaccinated, he was unfazed and responded on the court, the tennis court, with his signature prowess, smashing an ace to secure a three-set victory over his opponent. 
The tables were turned, friends. The mocker died for the very thing that he mocked the tennis player for, not taking the vaccine. Then came an actor and fitness model, Alec Musser. 50 years of age, you look at his picture, and you'd never believe he's just absolutely a well-known fitness model, died suddenly, he was 50 years of age, and no cause of death has been reported. I wonder why. And then again, the 21-year-old Estrella Dorado Marin, a U.S. Army wrestling star, keeled over, died suddenly unexpectedly due to complications from surgery to remove blood clots, the very thing that the vaccines cause. No wonder the Florida Surgeon General has said that these COVID shots are like the Antichrist of all products. He did say that, not making it up. A biologist, Dr. Brett Weinstein, citing a September 2023 study, said that the COVID-19 vaccine-associated mortality in the Southern Hemisphere amounted to 17 million people. They didn't die from COVID. They died from the injections. He said, this is a great tragedy of history. A great tragedy of history. Indeed, it is. And now they're trying to set the stage to start it all over again. He calls it, the World Health Organization is looking for a rematch with humanity. Are they trying to kill off another million, two million, three million, a billion people? Are they looking for a rematch, he asks? This is a a biologist, friends. Then, practicing physicians have finally testified on COVID uh, vaccines or jabs. They said the mRNA technology is really playing God. The scientific and medical communities have turned a blind eye, they said, to millions of injuries and thousands of deaths resulting from the COVID injections, that was came, came from a group of physicians to in a, con, a congressional hearing just a week ago. Dr. Peter McCullough and the shots said the shots were the most dangerous proposition our government agencies could have ever put forward to our country. Should I repeat that? Dr. Peter McCullough said that these shots were the most dangerous proposition our government agencies could have ever put forward to our country. So a hearing took place. Senator Johnson introduced what he said was an ignored uh, signal, comparing flu vaccine outcomes with COVID vaccine outcomes. Johnson shared that with 70% of the U.S. population inoculated with the COVID shots, the deaths per million doses for the COVID vaccine is 25 to 1, he said. The deaths per million doses for the flu vaccine 
was only 0.46 to 1. He said that is a 55-fold higher death per million rate for COVID vaccines than the flu vaccine. 55 times higher. Are you beginning to see now? And that, friends, is just based upon what's reported through the CDC. All three doctors at the hearing said the mRNA shots should be banned for use in humans and animals. That's a quote. Banned for humans and animals. Another doctor said the scientific community should have pulled the shots long ago. And again, one of the most tragic results from the COVID shots is what has happened to the U.S. military. The doctors and Congress members both shared that viewpoint. It was unnecessary, they said, for Team Biden to mandate the shot for those with a high likelihood of recovery. That is, young military guys. They said the aftermath has been tragic. Now, what does that look like? They said we... We thinned out our military, critical people that take years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to train. How did it thin out the military? It killed off many of them, friends, through the same thing that is killing off so many other non-military people who took the jabs. But many others were seriously injured or damaged and are dealing with consequences, both men and women dealing with health consequences, myocarditis is the most well-documented case. So now we have Congress struggling to get help and compensation because we exempted the vaccine makers from liability. Not only that, but now the military is begging Soldiers that they dismissed under court-martial, begging them to come back. Have you noticed that the requirements, the goals for military sign-ups have missed their mark by 25%? And our president and... The military, Austin, they are responsible. They're the ones, this is, it, it, it would be very polite to say they were, these, these soldiers were killed by friendly fire. They were not killed by friendly fire. They were killed by the intentional ignorance, politically driven, by the President of the United States, who was Commander-in-Chief, and by his delegated appointment, appoint, the head of the United States military. You see, if a case like this was brought in a civil court against a corporation, they would be held liable, not just what they, for what they would have known absolutely, but what they should have known if they had done proper due diligence, given the seriousness of the matter, proper due diligence, 
they would be held liable. But these corporations, pharmaceutical companies, are not held liable. They're insulated from liability, and so, it seems, is the president and Lloyd Austin himself. Insulated. How do you hold such people accountable for such travesty? According to research published in December of last year, the mRNA COVID shots suffer high rates of ribosomal frame shifting, which causes your cells to produce off-target proteins that can trigger unintended immune reactions. This is a very big deal, friends. The so-called off-target cellular immune responses occur in 25 to 30% of people who have received the COVID shots. 25 to 30%. Now, it doesn't mean 25 to 30% of them are dead, but they suffer consequences. Maybe within the first week or two. Maybe only in the first several years. But the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and Australia's Therapeutic Goods Administration are refusing to release the RNA stability data that they supposedly relied on when approving a change to Pfizer's shot that allowed it to be transported the way that it was. So serious is this thing within the military that on January 1st of this year, 231 current and former service members from various branches of the United States Armed Forces came together to sign what they called the Declaration of Military Accountability. This document, spearheaded by Commander Robert A. Green, Jr. of the U.S. Navy, marks a significant moment in military history calling for sweeping reforms and accountability within the armed forces. The letter was not addressed to the military leaders, but rather to the American people. Because they knew if they sent it to the American, to the military leaders, it would fall on deaf ears. So they sent it to the American people to inform these military leaders that way that there is a group of troops and vets pledging to the American public that we will do everything lawfully within our power to stop the willful destruction of our military by its own leadership. We, the undersigned, it says, on behalf of hundreds of thousands of service members and the American people, while appealing to the supreme judge of the world for guidance and purity of intention, mutually pledge to each other that we will do everything, in our power through lawful word and action to hold accountable military. And a significant portion of the declaration criticizes the implementation of the COVID-19 shot mandate within the military. While implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, they say in this letter, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, 
permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Service members and families were significantly harmed by these actions. Their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically. And military leaders are continuing to ignore our communications regarding these injuries and the laws that they broke. The unwilling experimentation of service members, the moral and physical injuries they helped inflict are significant. They betrayed the trust of service members of the American people and their actions caused irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions for which they have fought. Quite a letter. Quite a letter. What else needs to be done to get the attention of our leaders? We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. We're dealing with something quite sobering here today, uh, dealing with the continued aftermath of the COVID jabs or shots that were not vaccines. And uh, by admission by the CDC, they were not vaccines, didn't pass the test of law. And so they had to redefine a vaccine in order to continue to make uh, use that word by the so-called Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But let's take a look at the CDC. They drafted, but did not send, a COVID-vax myocarditis alert. They drafted, but did not send, the COVID-vax myocarditis alert. In May of 2021, the CDC drafted but did not send an alert warning that the COVID-19 vaccines could cause myocarditis. In other words, they knew it was a serious problem. The draft alert on myocarditis and mRNA vaccines was sent by the CDC's top official for equity in COVID-19 data to two other high-ranking CDC colleagues on May 21st, 2021. They censored the information. In other words, they refused to send it out. Just one more example of our regulatory agency's repeated pattern a behavior to censor any information that served to counter the narrative that the COVID-19 
uh, shots were safe and effective. Was it a cover-up? No, it wasn't a cover-up. It was actually a refusal to tell the truth about what they knew. But why did they refuse? One party suggested they refused because it might cause a panic among the people. Would that cause the panic? Or would the panic be caused because the people would be concerned that they might get myocarditis? So no, we'll just have them go ahead and get all these shots. We'll mandate the shots and just let hell pay. Whatever happens, what happens, the future's not ours to see. K, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. That was the idea of the CDC. Supposedly there to guide Americans' health. Not only that, but the pharmaceutical giant Moderna tracked the content of popular media personalities who were critical of the COVID-19 jabs, seeking to censor what the company deemed misinformation. In other words, any information that they did not feel that Moderna or Pfizer or any of these companies felt was not supportive, wholly supportive of the jabs, must necessarily be misinformation. And so... Guess who picked up on that? Their marketing department. Well, their marketing department was not just the marketing department within the company. It's the national media that were at their service. One writer had published a post. It was point, that pointed out that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention data indicated that among one million teenagers who received mRNA vaccines, there would be no more than one COVID death prevented, but there would be between 100 and 200,000, 100,000 and 200,000 side effects. Well, they didn't want to hear that. And so they shut him down. Fears about side effects and long-term dangers were the major reasons why parents were reported not wanting to vaccinate their children. And that's why they wanted to shut it down. They wanted to perpetrate something for money, power, perks, and position, and risk, totally risk, the health not only of Americans, but of our military and of the peoples on this planet that would follow America's leadership. This is a problem, my friends. Do you not see it as a problem? It's a bigger problem than you might imagine. The same thing has been going on in other places of the world. For instance, in New Zealand. The administrator of New Zealand's COVID vaccine database 
who became a whistleblower, revealed an alarming percentage of individuals who received the COVID jab died soon after they had received it. After several independent media outlets published Liz Gunn's interview, he was arrested by the New Zealand government, claiming an unauthorized disclosure and misuse of data. He was charged with accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes. Dishonest? No, for honest purposes. You see, they labeled as misinformation and dishonest, which was actually honest and accurate information. And that's why they didn't like it. So they wanted to shut him down. Most of those vaccine batches were doses from Pfizer. Liz Gunn also broke down the data by those administering the shots and those receiving them. And the numbers, again, were alarming. One vaccinator vaccinator jabbed 620 people, and of those, 104 died, 17% of them. He said this should never have happened. The percentage of those who die from what would be a normal vaccination administration would be less than 1%, he said. But he was arrested just a few weeks ago. And New Zealand launched an employment investigation accusing a health sector worker of spreading misinformation using government data about COVID-19 vaccines. How can that be misinformation? Those were the facts. Oh, but we don't like facts. We don't like facts. As Joe Biden once said, we believe in truth, not facts. Try to get your mind around that one. One of the problems that has been discovered, and we've talked about it before here, is the unbelievable increase in cancer since the COVID jabs were instituted. According to this article, If there's one reason to believe the nation and most of the world is under a mass delusion, it's the blatant denial surrounding COVID jabs and surging adverse reactions. It's not that they're ignoring the reactions themselves. It's that they're failing, willfully or not, to connect the vaccines to them. New cancer diagnoses are surging, with projections showing the highest instances in history. Most troubling is that, despite the aging population, it's people under 50 who are most affected. Those who have read recent studies about turbo cancer or who have heard reports of adverse reactions mysteriously surging since 2021 likely realize this is all part of a huge vaccine cover-up. As for the corporate media, they're perpetuating the lies. Indeed, they are, and have every motivation to do so, and have been held without any liability or culpability for, shall we say, toxifying the American public. Speaking of that, this is a fascinating report, friends. 
I hope that you'll listen carefully. I hope you'll listen very, very carefully. A week ago, report came out from Japan. January 11th, 2024, by the Japanese General Incorporated Association Vaccine Issue Study Group. These prestigious scientists and doctors held a press conference to report on their systemic uh, review of thousands of publications of scientific literature from the National Institute of Health PubMed database and other global databases on synthetic viruses. Upon mRNA, gene editing, technologies, and lipid nanoparticles. During the press conference, Professor Ermit, uh, Emeritus Masanori Fukushima of Kyoto University stated, quote, Thousands of papers have reported side effects after vaccination which affect every organ in the body without exception. Another professor stated, you will find diseases of the heart, kidney, thyroid, diabetes, liver, skin, eyes, blood, nerves, systemic diseases, brain, lungs, diseases all across all medical fields have been reported as side effects. As Professor Fukushima stated, the characteristics of this vaccine is that they occur simultaneously within families. Professor uh, Murakami of the Toyota University says, I believe the MRA COVID-19 injection should be stopped immediately because the spike is toxic. Maybe that's a good one to leave on before we go into the break. The spike is toxic. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. How toxic will the mark of the beast be spiritually to people on this planet? Just asking. We'll come back to that at the end of the program. We're talking today about the incredible revelations concerning the COVID shots 
that are destroying people's immune systems, that are eating up, causing the blood to coagulate and form clots that are killing people right and left, including some of the healthiest specimens in America and on the planet. One right after the other. Drop dead, and nobody but nobody will reveal the cause. And that should tell you the story right there. Any other time they would tell you, but no, it's not a murder. It wasn't a heart attack per se. No, they don't want to tell you the cause because it will tell you the truth about something they don't want you to know the truth about. The Federal Drug Administration, FDA, Food and Drug Administration, hastily approved the experimental mRNA technology and sold it under the label of a vaccine. It wasn't a vaccine, but that's what they sold it under. Now we discover that the FDA forced was forced to release documents admitting that they knew the COVID vaccines caused heart inflammation. They knew. But they didn't reveal it. They knew, but they didn't reveal it. One more organization or agency that's supposed to be protecting America's health. They won't let you eat this. They won't let you eat that. But they will make you take a jab that they have no clue as to its safety. In fact, had much information to indicate its lack of safety and refused to disclose it. And that gives all the more credibility to an ex-Kaiser nurse. She says that most COVID deaths are caused by treatment protocols and not by the virus. That's what she said January 1st of this year. The overwhelming majority of COVID deaths were actually caused by the treatment protocols dictated by the COVID overlords and not the virus, said a former Kaiser Permanente Santa Rosa nurse to the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. She said there were also both early treatments and inpatient treatments available that reduced the COVID death rate by over 90%. But they wouldn't let them use them. It wasn't the virus, she said, that caused the pandemic. It was the response to it. The top-down dictated treatment protocols and vaccination directives that caused nearly all the morbidity and mortality. She knew this from the inside out. It was all preventable, she said, had we listened to the people that our government wanted to silence. The COVID injections increased all-cause morbidity in hospitals by up to 80%, according to one ICU doctor. And one of the reasons it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated, they said, is that the emergency, the EMNR systems like EPIC, 
were programmed to default all COVID cases to be unvaccinated, which itself was a lie. And nurses weren't told how to change it. So they would make notations. The nurses would make notations in the chart. But the statistics the hospitals reported were based on the vaccine status field, not from the nurses' notes, so that anyone who looked at hospital statistics could reasonably conclude that it was the pandemic of the unvaccinated, when in fact it was the vaccines that were causing the problem. So now, a Texas doctor a week ago Dr. Mary Tally Bowden brought together 78 candidates. She's identified 78 political candidates, 60 elected officials, and one state surgeon general from Florida that have publicly stated the COVID injection should be pulled from the market immediately. Many are also pledging not to take donations from Big Pharma. Over 17,000 physicians are standing behind them, she said. In other words, there's a snowball effect taking place here. She says, I had to fight pharmacies willing to dispense it, to fight hospitals unwilling to use it, and to reassure sick patients. You know, as I prepare for today's program, I have to admit to you. Have you ever heard the phrase righteous indignation? That's what welled up in my spirit. Righteous indignation. Did you know that the CIA is being sued for hiding COVID pandemic records, hiding the records, hiding the records. Why? Why are they hiding the records? Why is it that a 33-year-old Canadian journalist who advocated that people who would not get vaxxed should die. And then he died. Unbelievable. He advocated for vaccine passports and the firing of those, the firing of those who refused the jab. And then he died suddenly. Another reporter, a Canadian reporter, called for unvaccinated police to be fired and pushed for concentration camps for those who refused to get the the COVID jab. And he died at the age of 33, just dropped over. An NBA player. A vaccine ambassador, Eric Montrose, dropped over dead at the age of 52. 
the Thai princess in a coma after her third Pfizer COVID booster. And interestingly, not one college or pro athlete has died from the COVID virus. Not one. In the U.S. alone, 3,000 colleges sponsor organized sports. Not one of the athletes died from COVID itself. What are they dying from? Why are they dropping over dead suddenly? So I want to go back to the article from the Japanese. Nanoparticles in the shots are the world's number one problem, said Professor Fukushima. It may surprise you to learn that mRNA gene editing and nanoparticle technologies were considered, listen to this, weapons of mass destruction up until around 2019. Did you hear that? No wonder so many people are dying. No wonder so many people have had permanent injury as a result. As the doctor says, the spike is toxic. More than 40% of Americans experience illnesses similar to poisoning after receiving COVID-19 injections. But the journals, the medical journals, are largely effectively practicing censorship. One thing, the doctor said, is that it is clear how the adverse effects occur which is still harming many victims today. He said, I believe the mRNA COVID-19 injection should be stopped immediately. The major problem is we are injecting two toxic substances into people. Since the immune system will attack this, this causes very violent reactions. There are cases that occur within one or two weeks after injections, but there are also many cases that appear after one or two years. So far, these doctors concluded 201 types of disease and over 3,000 papers on side effects have been reported. It is unprecedented in human history for a single vaccine to have this much harmful literature out on it. Mental disorders, psychiatric symptoms, depression, mania, anxiety came up in abundance, and it's endless. It's about understanding why this is happening, not to deny that it is. Pfizer published on their own website that their mRNA spike proteins are gene-editing proteins intended to modify the human genome with hopes of not inducing off-target effects like autoimmune diseases, cancers, artificially induced genetic diseases. Notice the words hopes. I don't know about you, but the evidence is overwhelming. I wish that I had had a case as a trial lawyer to present this kind of evidence to a jury 
I can almost guarantee you that a judge would have interposed and said, well, counselor, uh, we don't want to overdo it here. Uh, you said enough. In other words, not wanting more evidence to come out. That's what they would say. Standard judicial response. They don't want to have too much evidence. But the evidence is there. So my question before you, my friends, that I've insinuated into the conversation earlier, if the COVID jabs are toxic, so dangerously toxic, and people believing professing Christians and their pastors not only took these things through fear or threat of of force, but also encouraged their other Christian believers to take them without any knowledge whatsoever of what they were actually saying. So, what will they do when governmental forces soon bring out and promise the same kinds of even more benefits to save the planet and provide your every need, to stop crime, to stop uh, stealing your identity, and all these things, so you just take this little mark. We'll help you with your health. We'll take care of it all. You won't have to worry about your finances. We'll govern it all. Just take this little mark. It's so easy. Just your right hand or your forehead. You think the COVID thing has been toxic? You ain't seen nothing yet. Because that mark will be spiritually toxic. And all who receive it, Revelation 14 says, will be consigned without repentance, to perdition. Consider it. Don't forget these words. Jesus is coming soon, friends. And so are the other events that were promised before he comes. We'll be back hopefully next week. God will bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace in the meantime. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.